Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Ramble, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope, are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope, is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbold. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity. Again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. And you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call. 618-262-2810 and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. Shalom to everybody. It's uh, another one of those days of preparation for the oncoming Shabbat. We uh, hope that you participate in in Sabbath. If you don't, uh, we have uh, definitely have information, uh, some CDs that will... teach you about Sabbath and how it is that it was eternally stamped by God uh, unto all generations. And uh, so uh, if you don't have that information, uh, I will get around to teaching that 
surely, but uh, right now I'm doing what God wants me to do. Uh, the world scene, my goodness, uh, things are out of hand in Libya. Uh, Gaddafi is murdering his people in the streets. And, uh, you know, you look at all this and you just shake your head. You wonder, how could, how could this ever come to this point? Well, God is bringing this all to this point. Uh, this is a, a time in which turmoil, it, you know, is, is going on uh, every, everywhere you look. And, uh, of course, the things that are taking place right now over in that region, is it, it's sad because uh, those people, I, for the most part, are defenseless, and uh, they're just flat being murdered. And uh, uh, what are we in the United States? You know, we try to police all the world. I, <laughs> I don't know exactly what, uh, what our president has in mind in all this, but, uh, my goodness, it's, uh, it's an absolute mess, isn't it? And, uh of course, here in the in the states, we're uh, finding out the state of California made a big uh, uh, announcement. I guess was yesterday that uh, that the pensions were, would not be paid um, uh, to the people that uh, had worked all their lives and put money into the into the uh, pension plans, uh, uh, the the things that are put up for for the Social Security and that type of a thing. Uh, you know that's uh, that's again we're we're seeing as I said before the beginning of uh, of uh, unrest like we've never known it here in the United States. Uh, if I had a business and uh, bless God I was withholding money uh, in your name and uh, for your retirement and uh, come the day for your to get that money and you didn't get it, well for you and I that's called fraud. Now, I don't know what that's called uh, for uh, the, the states and uh, the, our government, uh, but evidently it's not called fraud. But uh, it, uh, it's sad. You know, people work all their lives thinking, well, you know, I get to be 62, 65, I'm going to retire and, and, uh, and enjoy the rest of my life. I'll have enough money put away then to, to be able to, you know, to take care of the things I need to take care of. And now... People are having to rearrange their thinking with that and saying, well, you know, and I don't, I don't know how many people that have, have emailed and said, well, you know, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to work the rest of my life. There's no, there's no, there is no retirement. And, uh, for those things, uh, again, we didn't get there just yesterday. This has been going on lots of years and, uh, now, uh, at least they're saying we're broke. And, uh, we've been broke a long time. They just haven't, uh, gotten in a big enough bind with it that, uh, that, that that hadn't come out. But, you know, when you stop and you think about all this, uh, we're, uh, like I said, we're headed for a time of superinflation. The food's going up. The gasoline, I think the gasoline, they said, went up uh, six cents a gallon overnight. Uh, unprecedented. And, uh, the, you know, every, every direction you look, there's all this stuff going on in, in different ways all over the face of this world, and uh, uh, that, that's one reason that I'm sure that God had me to get into this thing about uh, about fear. Uh, you know, we started out in, in Luke in the in the 21st chapter, and it talks about how men's hearts failing them for fear, for looking after those things which are coming upon the earth. Um, the, there isn't any doubt that uh, that this could bring uh, fear into into everybody's lives if. You don't understand. Uh, the fact of it is we belong to the Lord God, as I've kept reiterating uh, throughout this series, and that, uh, bless God, uh, we're in his hands. Um, he's going to take care of us if if we play by his rules. And his rules are laid out in the Scriptures. And very simply, uh, all we have to do is uh, find the rules, uh, read them, believe them, and keep them. And uh, that's, that's really what we're doing here. I, I know that... Uh, Proverbs is a is a great uh, is a great uh, uh, book in the Bible that has so many things of wisdom throughout it. And in Proverbs, the the first uh, chapter in the seventh verse, it says, "The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge." Now, as we talked uh, last time we were on on Wednesday, that you know there's there's fear, and then there's fear of the Lord. That's the fear you want to have. You want you want to understand. That if you'll fear God, you'll have knowledge. You'll have knowledge to understand. You'll have knowledge to come through these days 
of which lie ahead. Because, you know, Paul said, he said, these are perilous times. These are dangerous times that are going to come upon the face of this earth. And uh, we're right smack dab in, in the middle of all that. It goes on to say here, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And uh, that and that's right. Fools uh, despise it. They, they don't understand. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother, for they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. And, and you know, there again, when you don't have a, a godly mother and father to instruct you as, as you're growing up, uh, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, that in itself is dangerous. You know, I, we've gotten further and further and further uh, from God. Uh, so I've said my generation we grew up, most of us had godly, at least we had godly grandparents. And I had that. I had godly great-grandparents. And they kept passing down to me the things of God and to the, and to the rest of the, the ones that we had in the family at that time. Uh, at Proverbs uh, in the 24th verse says, Because I have called and ye refused, I, I stretched out my hand and no man regardeth. But ye have said it not all my counsel and would none of my reproof. So you see, when you turn, and, and, and folks, I'm going to tell you something. You can be in church and be in this category. All right? It goes on to say, But you have set and not all my counsel and with not, none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. Uh-oh. So he's telling us that it's going to come, okay? As your fear cometh, he said, I'm, I'm going to, you know, he said, I'm going to laugh at that calamity. And uh, when your fear cometh as desolation, and your your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me, for that they have hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. So you see, it's laid out right there for us in Scripture to understand that there's going to be a lot of a lot of disappointed people that call themselves Christians, call themselves godly people, because if you don't bring yourself into the place of His knowledge, if you don't fear Him and understand what He's saying here, if you don't follow after this, because that that the time of fear is going to come upon you, and and the time of you know is going to come on you, He says, like as a whirlwind, and with the thing of talking about destruction and. He's saying, I'll laugh at you. You know, because why? Because you'd had nothing to do with me. The 30th verse says, they would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Now he's saying that again. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whosoever hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. You need to underline that scripture. You need to underline it, and you need to get back there and read that often and understand that if you'll hearken unto the Lord God, unto His Word, observe and do all that is written within His law, then He says you're going to dwell in, safe, you're going to dwell in safety, and, and you'll be quiet from the fear of evil. Evil will come, and it's, it's always come on this earth, but not in the way that it's, it's, get, it's, it's coming. You know, we're, we're at the beginning of all of this tragedy that's coming on the face of this earth. We are at the very doorstep of the time of written of the time of Jacob's trouble. And we're there. And bless God, it's going to take people. It's going to take people understanding the Scripture. It's going to take people to understand that God, as long as I'm doing everything that God tells me to do, I am fulfilling the covenant. I'm feeling, filling the contract that that I have with God, and therefore His promises unto me will stand. His promises unto me will keep me and my family in these days that lie ahead. You must understand that. You must understand that, bless God, that God's ways are not man's ways. God set this whole thing up for us to make these choices. You can choose to follow Him. You can choose not to follow Him. You can, you know, and boy... You know, to be carnal, to be flesh and blood, and to think that this living God that spoke the worlds into existence gave us a choice. When he says that his, his thoughts are above our thoughts, 
just as the heavens are above the earth. That, that, that I suppose the stupidest thing that God has ever thought about is wiser than any of the wise men that's ever walked the face of this earth, including Solomon. So God is trying to get us to understand. Now, this held true throughout the times that they lived in then and throughout the times that we're living in now. I have often said that the Scriptures parallel themselves back as us today, back unto them even in their day. And if you study and, and you're a student of God's Word, I'm sure that you fully understand that. If you're not, then you need to. All right? Let's go to Proverbs 2, the first verse. It says, My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thy ear unto wisdom and apply thy heart to understanding, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her uh, as for hid treasures, then shall thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. Well, what a statement. What a statement to be made. But you see there again, he's telling us that, that, bless God, that this thing doesn't, just because you call yourself a child of God, that doesn't mean that you automatically fall under the, the ostapoth of his protection. The only way to come under that is to is to bring yourself in that. And you know, when he's talking about the fact that seeking after uh, 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 the, uh, understanding, seeking after knowledge like you'd seek after silver and 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 uh, hid treasures, uh, you we, you know the the carnal man when it comes to silver and gold, uh, you know people murder each other over it. They they you know have all kind of problems in a family over money and this that and everything else. But he's saying the key is this: the key is to understand that if you will search, if you'll search me out, you'll find out that bless God, you can walk in perfect peace. And after all, isn't that isn't that exactly what we need in this day and hour? Yeah, it is. And that's the only thing that's going to get us through this. The world, as I said, is coming unraveled. There, there, all you got to do is turn on the television, and you can see. Bless God, it is coming unraveled. It, I mean, what's going to happen tomorrow? What's taking place? What all these things that are that are going on? Well, let me tell you something. It's not going to get better. There isn't going to be. Oh well, golly gee, there's always been these kind of times. Yeah, I agree. But look at what's happening over there in the Middle East. Look what's taking place with all of this this turmoil, all this rioting, and 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 people being killed like they were just mad dogs in the streets. Well, God has the answer for it. He goes on the seventh verse and says, He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. He says, he says I'm going to tell you something. He says, if you walk up right before me, he said, I, he said, I, I will become your buckler. I, I will watch out for you. I will, I will save you in the time of your trouble. But you see, brothers and sisters, what, what I really pray that you get a hold of here is that, again, this isn't something that automatically happens because you have Jesus in your heart. It doesn't happen because, because you say, well, you know, I'm a Jew. Or you can even say, if that of, an, of the Ephraimites. This is going to happen for people that are seeking him. Seeking him, and you know, I over and over and over, I tell you, you got to make this a way of life. This this can't be something that, bless God, you just do part time or just do when you get in a bind. And unfortunately, for most of us, it's the latter that we just do when we get in a bind. Bless God, we start seeking God. Oh, what am I going to do? What am I? Gonna, well, you should have been seeking God all along, and then the bind uh, wouldn't have come. Okay, and that that's what he's saying. Proverbs three. First verse, my son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. So again, right back at us by saying, look, don't forget my law. Uh, Let your heart keep my commandments. For the length of days and long life and peace shall add to thee. Now, the the length of days, okay, we we talk about that, and that's right. Uh, 
a long life. That's that goes with it. But this next part, and peace shall they add to you to thee. It's peace. You're you're going to have to find in the midst of this great storm, this great turmoil of the world, you're going to have to find peace. You're going to have to say, you know what? This is all in the hands of God. He's devised this thing. He puts evil into the minds and the hearts of people. And bless God, this, this, this is all part of this last day scenario that the prophets wrote about. And that, and like I said, we're, we're, we're at a dead run toward the end. And we are. This is the generation upon whom the ends are written. And bless God, folks, as I said, without peace, you're just not going to, you're not going to get through this thing. And in order to have peace, you're going to have to know Him. And, and again, that's part of what we're trying to do. We're trying to educate you into the things of God. We're trying to get you to understand that the church didn't teach you everything by any means. Not at all. That there was so much, so much more, bless God, that needed to have been taught. But again, uh, I, I believe that God blinded the church. I believe the church was set here for the, for the time of the Gentiles, and the Gentile age is over. And now we have entered in to the, to the last, and, and uh, maybe, maybe one of the greatest moves, at least one of the greatest moves of God that there's ever been on the face of this earth. But those that have peace, that's, what, that, that's where this thing's going to come down to. It's, it's going to come down to, to the truth. Now, the third verse says, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck, write them upon the table of thy heart. So shalt thou find favor and good standing in the sight of God and man. So he's saying you'll find good, see, you'll have good understanding, in, uh, find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. That means these heathens out here, these people that are rioting, excuse me, the things that are going on, bless God, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to get caught up into that. It's like I said, if you will, if you will get yourself into this like you're supposed to be, if you'll receive the instruction of God's word, even out of the mouth of this prophet, bless God, that they're going to come down your street. They're just going to pass your house up and not even know why. Because I'm here to tell you, God is going to watch over you and keep you. But you see, the prerequisite unto them walking by and passing your house up and not coming in and looting your house, the things going on in your neighborhood, uh, is this. If you're, you're going to have to comply wholly with a whole heart to God's Word, His instruction. It says, In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. So He'll direct your path. If you'll, if you'll not. You know, that comes back to the thing that, that always has disturbed me so much about the, the charismatic church and the Pentecostals and the, is the fact that the, this thing of being directed by God. You know, and, and somehow they came up with this idea that, you know, that God was going to direct him just like he did the, the, the prophets, uh, in the, in, in the, in the Bible. And that, that couldn't be further from the truth. Bless God, God is continually, every day, God is guiding you. Yeah, he has to do it through the Word. Now, He can't guide you very well, can He, if you're not in accordance to His Word. No, He can't. There's just so much that He can do. But if you are serving Him with everything in you, with all your might, with all your power, with all your strength, with all your heart, i got news for you. You're going you're gonna to watch God do the miraculous right in front of your very eyes. You know, I tell people, people say, well, I don't know where I'm supposed to, where would I be? Well, God come to me in a dream. And, and Well, now he can, all right. He can send an angel. He can, do, he can do anything. But the way that God guides, now listen to me, 99.9% of us is we just seem to show up somewhere and be at the right place at the right time. How's that happen? God is dealing with you from His Spirit to your spirit. And bless God, and, and that language that happens there, uh, it doesn't have to be anything like what we are listening or you're listening to today. It's God's way of doing it. And, and He can do that in such a quiet and peaceful way. 
And then all of a sudden people, you know, well, you know, I don't, I don't know how I did that. I just, you know, I just, you know, I just ended up there. Well, I'm going to tell you how you did that because God is continually trying to do what? To lead you. But again, He can only lead you as far as you are into His Word. Now, I want to say that again. He can only lead you as far as you are into His Word. To volunteer isn't enough. Now, now, and when I'm talking about volunteering, you know, I, I'm talking about, bless God, you know, people now are saying, well, you know, I, I'm, things have changed. I'm keeping the covenant and keeping Sabbath and the, you know, and the festivals and doing the things that the prophets tell me to do. But they're just not changing fast enough for me. Well, I can tell you right now, you're not doing enough of His Word. And that's what it's about. And, and, and that's what it's always going to come down to. It's like I said, you know, this thing didn't happen to me overnight. And, and I know uh, by teaching you these types of things that I have lived them. No, they didn't. You know, there was definitely, I, oh, yeah, I thought it should have happened to me, you know, months before. But uh, you see, again, you don't get any more out of this thing than you're willing to put in it. You put a whole heart. You know what that means, to put a whole heart into this thing? It means that there's nothing in this world that you have forsaken mother, father, brother, sister, children, the job, your, 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 the God of your house, the God of your car, if you make gods out of those things or a boat or whatever, and you are following after this living God with everything that you have. Now, folks, I'm going to tell you something. We're not there yet. Now, you may sit today and pat yourself on the back and say, oh, well, I wonder about the rest of them. You better be concerned about yourself. You better be concerned about yourself. Because in the way that this thing operates, we're coming upon these times. These times, as I said, and I, you don't have to be a prophet, turn the TV on, the radio on, listen, watch, and you can see all this stuff that's, that, that's coming that's coming upon us, coming upon this nation, coming upon this world. And folks, it doesn't look good, does it? But you see, there's a way thereby to escape. The key is not to be oh so spiritual. The key is to be oh so scriptural. And again, if you can get this into your heart, into your mind, I'm going to tell you what, it, it will change your life again. And again and again and again as we go further. The seventh verse says, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Don't, don't, in other words, don't, don't, don't get to thinking, Well, bless God, you know, I keep the covenant and I do this and that and Sabbath and the other things and bless God. Uh, he says, don't get, don't, don't, don't get wise, think wise in your own eyes. Fear God. You've got to depart from evil. And there's some of you listening today that bless God, uh, you know, for the most part, I think the people of, of Ephraim is really trying to depart from the evil that's in their lives. I, I really think for those of you that have been around two or three years, uh, that, that you're beginning to really grasp a hold of this thing and understand that, bless God, that it's not just the things you know that you think that are the big things. It means everything. And you've got to constantly search your heart. You've got to constantly... Ask the Lord God to show you your heart. What's there that's not pleasing to you, Lord? What 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 is it that I'm doing that I that 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 I should not be doing, and what do I need to do more for you that I'm not getting done? Those are the types of things that turns God on. Those are the times. You know, most of the time, and if you think back, you think back. For those of you who've been around two or three years and longer, you think back when you were in the church. You think back about this deal. Your prayers consisted of, I want this and I need that. And, oh, golly gee, if I could have that over there. And that's, that's pretty well the way that, that our prayers went. And then we found out what? Well, bless God, it didn't work out, did it? No, it didn't work out. Why? You know, the old adage is we knew just about enough about God's Word to be dangerous to ourselves and anybody that wanted to listen to us. And that's the truth. Well, in the 8th verse, it goes on to say, and it shall be health. Unto thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Now, 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 listen to that. It'll be health to you. So the advantages of fearing God are are far outweigh the advantages of bless God fearing the things that are coming on this earth. Far out there. The ninth verse says, "Honor the Lord 
with thy substance and with the first fruits of thine increase, talking about tithes and offerings, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and the presses shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. That, now, now, let me tell you something. The Word will correct you, okay? That's what that's about. Now, every once in a while, as a prophet, I have to bring correction. I have to bring correction to the, to the, to the assembly. I'll have to, there's times that I have to get in front of the people there in Fairfield, and I have to bring correction to them. And you know why? Because they're not listening to what God is saying. And that's, that's what that's all about. If somebody, somebody, if you're not going to listen and let the Word correct you, then the prophet's going to, going to have to take that up and bring the correction to you. And, and, and that's no fun for me. People get to thinking, well, you know, he's just an old hard-nosed prophet. It didn't bother him. Yeah, it always bothers me. Why? Because, you see, I know what you're lacking. You're lacking what I'm teaching here today. You're lacking letting the Word. If you'll let the Word correct you, this prophet would never have to correct you. Okay? But, again... Uh, you know, when, when, when you have babes, and I've said it, and I've made people mad all over North America, bless God, the church thinks they're all growing up. And then, and, and the truth of the matter is, you're all still on, uh, sucking bottles and woo-dooing your britches and having to have them changed. You're babes. Uh, because if you were growing up, bless God, you would do what? You would be hearers of God's Word, and you'd be doers of that Word. Okay? And that's just not, that's not the case. Now, it goes on to say, So shall thy barns be filled. I gave that 11 verse. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. Okay? For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth. So if you've never been corrected, well, are you ready? So if you have not let the word correct you, or if you are, I'll use the word naive, Naive enough to believe that, bless God, that you've got all this down and you're walking right upright with God. If you're foolish enough to, to, to think that, okay, you've got to understand something. Then things will be coming up roses, as we say here in North America, in your life. Even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth, he has to do what? Has to correct. I have, I've, I have to correct my kids. You know, as they were growing up, I had to correct them. Why? Because they didn't know the way they're going. See, God sees us the same way. We don't, we don't, you know, when you're a child, you'll do things because you don't have the wisdom to understand how some things need to be done this way instead of the way you're trying to do them. Same thing with God. God is trying to do what? He's trying to bring you to the point of doing what? Leaning upon Him. Just lean upon the, on the Lord. Let His Word be first. And let it be foremost authority, and, and everything else be a lie. But you see, it's a broken and a contrite spirit that God says he's after. And, and, and folks, I don't, see, I don't see that much of that. I see high-minded and heady people that's, oh, they know all that there is to know about God, and well, you know, they judge everything and everybody. Well, God help them, so I can tell them. Because there again, what are they doing? Well, I'm always saying their diapers are showing and they don't even know it. Their diapers are showing and they don't even know it. In other words, they're, they're showing how, how immature that they are in God's holy word and don't even know it. Now, happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. He said he's going to be happy. For the merchandise of it is better than merchandise of silver and the gain thereof of fine gold. So he's saying, let me tell you something. When you get a, a wisdom and understanding under this thing of God, this is better. This is better than fine silver and fine gold. It's better than that. And and you know why God used that? Because again, silver and gold, boy, that that's just about it today. You know, I, I've heard so many people say, "Well, you know, God, God's not blessing me." And I'd say, "Well, what, what, what do you mean?" Well, you know, I've got these financial problems. Listen. The blessings of God comes in a lot of things besides uh, dollars and cents, okay? You better thank God that, that you're healthy. You better thank God for the things that you have and not be concerned, bless God, about your money. And that seems to be the thing. And nowhere else in the world have I ever been to people uh, have for a God money than, than the people of North America. 
this money is is the god of the people here. I mean, it it's everything. It, it's the means of getting everything. But you see, how sad is that? Because that's that's not at all what God's word says, is it? No, not hardly. Um, in fifteen says she is more precious than rubies, and all the things that thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. So you see, riches and honor are there, and they're going to come along. Okay, they're they're going to come along, but it's not going to. It, you know, again. The basis of this thing isn't to get riches and honor. Those, those, in other words, those come with, bless God, the plan of God. If you get your, if you get yourself into the place of understanding that that's what that's what God wants you to have. He wants you to have wisdom, and he wants you to have uh, uh, he wants you to have understanding. Uh, wisdom without understanding is going to get you nothing. Okay, you got to have you got to have understanding in order to use the wisdom. It has to be that way. Now. 17th verse, in her ways are the ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. So all the paths that you go down, if in fact you would adhere unto what he's writing here, is going to bring you to a place of peace. It's going to be there. That That's a promise, okay, that, that, that the peace, she is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retaineth her. The Lord, by wisdom, hath founded the earth. By understanding, hath he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths are broken up and the clouds drop down the dew. My son, let, no, let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. Now, don't let them depart from your eyes. If you're going to let something depart, it means evidently you're going to be wrapped up into it all the time, aren't you? And, and you know, you, you, can, you can see that. I, I remember, I used to be a boilermaker and uh, a welder. And bless God, before I, before I went into the ministry... And and I know that that bless God in my in my uh, welding coat, uh, right in the, right in the inside of the, uh, next to my heart, I carried a small uh, Bible. And come time for coffee break, well, bless God, I'd pour myself a coffee, my cup of coffee out of my thermos. But I'd also bless God, reach in and I'd pull out the Bible and I'd sit there and read for 15 minutes. At noon, I would eat a sandwich, drink whatever I had to drink. And I spend the rest of that that time in the Word of God. Uh, at the two o'clock break, same thing. When I got home after I had had uh, uh, what we call supper here in the Midwest, you call it dinner everywhere else. Uh, bless God, uh, I would uh, I would go in the in my bedroom. I'd shut the door and I would pray for an hour. Then I would get the Word out and I would study the Word for an hour, and then I would pray and go to bed. Then I just set the alarm and get up at two. Now, folks, I'm working now, five, six days a week, and and I set the alarm and get up at two o'clock every morning and pray one hour, open up the Word and study the Word. That that became a way of life. But you know how that became a life, a way of life to me, because I made myself, I disciplined myself. Man, uh, it, it just takes a lot for man. To discipline their flesh, it just does. I'm sorry, it's just not something that automatically comes when you receive Jesus into your heart. You have to discipline yourselves to this thing. You have to again. You have to make this first and foremost of your life. And and again, if you're not going to do it, folks, you're wasting your time. And and you know, I'm always asking people, uh, what's the motive of being here? What's this all about to you? Is it just for the idea that, oh my, this is really different than the, than the Christian church? Uh, you better believe it's different than the Christian church, but that's not the reason to be in this. Oh, well, it makes me different, and I, you know, I, 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 I like this different thing. No, wrong reason, wrong heart. You've got to be in this thing because you know that, bless God, that the times have come to where you're going. We're, see, we're going, to, we're going back to a time that's unprecedented. In, in the history of man, and are going back to it, we're entering into, I should say. And, but we're at a time at this point to do what? We are going to seek the Lord God, bless God, with everything that we have. 22 says, So shall thy, thy, they be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Then it walk safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. Now listen to that. So if you do this, you're gonna, your, your, your way's gonna be safe. Your foot's not gonna stumble. 
God's not going to let you stumble even. Well, you talk about some promises. This is one of my, of course, I'm always saying that. They're all one of my favorite scriptures. Bless God, but there's just some of them that, bless God, seem to speak to me deeper than some of the others do. All right? And this just happens to be one of these things. Because why? This is the key to this thing. How would you like to walk safely? That is a promise. That is promised to us. If we'll do what God's telling us to do, then we're going to walk safely and we're not going to, uh, we're not going to stumble. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, when thou lay down and thy sleep shall be sweet, be not afraid of sudden fear. Sudden fear, what could that be? It could be all kind of things, especially if you live in other places in this world right now, right? To lay down at night and not know if you're going to, you know, wake up alive or wake up uh, or standing before God. You don't know. And neither uh, uh, be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when, when it cometh. Don't be afraid of it. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Who's going to do that? The Lord is. There is countless accounts, bless God, that the prophets wrote about where God came in and intervened in wars and all kind of different situations, that, that he intervened. And, and that's exactly what we're entering into. But, folks, uh, I, can't, I, can't, uh, I can't guarantee you that it's all going to work out like this for you unless you are willing to give everything that's inside of you, everything that's material to you will make no difference at all. It's this. And, and by the way, those material things soon are going to come to a place where uh, they're not going to mean anything to you anyway because of the times and the situations that we're going to have, even here in, in North America where we live. Now, withhold not from them to whom it is due when it is in the power of thy hand to do it. Say not unto thy neighbor, Go and come again, and tomorrow I will give when thou hast it by thee. Devise not evil against thy neighbor, seeing it dwell surely. Uh, by thee. Now, uh, under, understand that, bless God, that, you know, again, uh, the Scripture says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and praise God running over. That's the key to this thing. But again, North Americans are, are, the, are the stingiest people that I have ever been around, and I, again, I've been around this world so many times, I lost count years ago when I was traveling the world, how many times I've been around it. But we're, we're stingy. Well, now, you know, I mean, what's mine is mine. You know, I, I don't know, you know. But yet, what did the Lord say? He said, uh, depart from me. Depart from me. He said, I never knew you. And, and of course, the, the correct... Uh, uh, Interpretation there, he said, those that work against the law. Uh, but, but he's saying, when I was hungry, you, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me water. When I was uh, needed clothes, you clothed me. In prison, you come to see me. Uh, come on, folks. That's the commandment. You get to talking about commandments. That's the Lord, and that's His commandments. And, and, and you know, there again, we're, we're, not, we're not into that. Uh, we're into one of these things of uh, get get all we can get and then get just a little bit more because we never seem to have enough, do we? I want a better house. I want a better car. I want a better this. I want a better that. Well, you know, in the end, that's not going to mean anything, and it's not. It's not going to mean anything to you nor to anyone else at that point in time on this earth. It says, Strive not with a man without cause. If he have done thee no harm, don't don't. In other words, don't don't be don't be getting into stuff against people. Don't be don't be uh, you know judging and sowing discord. Envy thou not the oppressor and choose none of his ways, for the froward is abomination to the Lord, but his secret is with the righteous. It's always with the righteous. Now, what makes you the righteous of the Lord? For those again, Deuteronomy twenty-eight one and two. Uh, or actually one, I guess I should say, for those who observe and do all that's written within the law. That, that, that's, that's what makes you righteous. Okay? Your righteousness is, is through Christ. There's, I mean, that's, that's true. But that righteousness is the righteousness that will give you the right to enter into eternal life because you received Him. Now, 
The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but the blessed the habitation of the just. Surely uh, he scorneth the scorners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be uh, the promotion of fools. Shame will be that. What, what, what is it that causes people to be fools anyway? Can you imagine that? Well, you know, anybody, and I run into so many people, uh, that bless God, that, that they are fools because of the fact that they, they, they're unteachable. Bless God, oh, well, well, you know, well, I'm going to tell you what, I'm falling after a prophet such and such, and they, that's, not, that's not the way they see this thing. Well, you know, there again, you can call yourself anything you want to call yourself. So I've been trying to get people to understand here for over five years of, of ministering and traveling here in the, in the United States and North America, bless God, if you're going to be a prophet, there's, you, there's going to be signs that, have, that follow you. There's going to be a track record, and it's more than God said this and God said that. It's much, much more than that. And yet, at the same time, people become very, very foolish in the way that they, in the way that they, they see this stuff. Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know what, I, I think people are afraid to think that maybe they're wrong. Do you ever think about that? Maybe people are afraid to think, well, maybe I'm wrong and I have to defend what it is I believe and not even knowing enough to, to, to even open your mouth and, and, and try to defend that. And uh, I, I know that uh, somebody uh, spoke to somebody here not long ago, and they were talking about, you know, uh, some person being a prophet and this and that and everything else. And, and, and that's fine. I have no problem. We've got prophets in this organization. Uh, they're, they're being brought up right. When, the, when these, when these uh, brothers and what will be sisters, that bless God, when they are anointed, and my, I lay my hands on them, they're going to be full-blown prophets. They're going to. They're not going to be, and still what? And still subject to this prophet. You see, there there has to be checks and balances, and the and the fact of it is that uh, that's that's the way it's going to be. Well, but again, if, if you if you realize that these promises they're real, okay, they are real, and if if in fact we can get ourselves just to believe that, if you can believe just that point of this message, you again have found a pearl of great price, of understanding, that bless God that you can, if you do what God is saying here in these scriptures, and this, and this thing in, in, in Proverbs, uh, if you can, if you can get, get into, uh, and I would, I would uh, suggest that you get into this, uh, these scriptures, especially uh, Proverbs 3, and I would read, see, I think, I think, I read scriptures every day. Sometimes the same scripture I'll read for a month every day. Because why? I want to read it. I want to, I want to digest it with my mind and believe that I'm going to get it into my spirit. And in order to do that, I need to keep going over it. You need these promises. You need to read these. You need to meditate on these things. And then you need to come to the conclusion as to what should I do. Because everybody has an individual choice to be made. And if you choose the things of God, then bless God, choose the things of God. Come out, come out of those things that bless God that are, that are holding you back from the blessings of God. Come out of them. Get away from them. And, and oh, you're going to be so much, much, so much happier that bless God that, that, that you did that. You know, uh, uh, I, I really believe that God is trying to prepare us maybe like no other generation. Because, you know, again, we, we're, we're in and into a time of great distress, a time that, uh, bless God, that was written about with the prophets, a time that I hope God's going to let me minister on this next quarterly, the, 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 the time of Jacob's trouble. Because we're, we're, we're coming. We're coming to that. And this thing is going to wax worse and worse and worse. This thing isn't going to, it's going to look like, I guess, that it's come on, you know, bang, and here it is. But no, no, no. Uh, this thing is going to be gradual, as I have said for years and years and years, but it's going to keep coming. And, and as, it, as it keeps coming, we have to prove, we have to prove God's Word to be the truth so that other people can uh, grasp onto it and they can begin to perform it. They can begin to live it, get it into their minds and hearts so that they can walk in this kind of peace. Knowing that God's not going to let your feet stumble, God's not—he's going to keep you in safety when you sleep, when you're awake. 
He's going to keep your home. Boy, you know, that in itself is enough. That in itself is enough, brothers and sisters, to make to make any of us, bless God, want to say, you know what? I don't believe I was ever taught that in the local church, and I believe I'm going to I, I believe I'm going to heed to what the prophet's saying here, and I'm going to get into this thing, and I'm going to roll my sleeves up, my spiritual sleeves, of course, and I'm going to get into this thing, and I'm going to do this like I've never done anything in my life. And you know something? If you do that, you're going to be one happy camper. In time, you're going to be one happy camper. But again, you've got, you've got to get the things out of your life that are sin. And again, I've, you know, so many times to watch the reaction of people when I made the comment that, that you know, the devil's not, not your problem. The biggest problem that you have is you. And the biggest thing that's going on with you is a sin that's in your life. You get the sin out of your life, and this thing will change, and it will change. And, and I'm talking to church-going people here. I'm not, I'm not talking about the heathens out on the, out on the street. I'm talking about church-going people. But they, you see, they don't, they don't know that. We never demanded holiness out of the church. Few, few sects of, of Christianity really, really, really got after holiness. The, the old line Pentecostal, you know, they, Pentecostals, they got people where they were trying to dress them holy, you know. But you see, God is looking at your heart. And if you've never studied the purpose of temptation, I do. That's an absolute must. Uh, you you need to you need to eat of that. And I'm talking about numbers of times. I know people still today tell me that I had to hold this for five years. You know what? I go through this thing once every month or two. And bless God, I've been doing this for all these years. I went through it again, and now I'm beginning to understand what you were saying about this particular point, folks. The the word of God is alive. It is alive, and it will do in your life where you're at today. The problem with people is you don't understand that there's so much in there that is because the Word's alive. It's only going to feed you where you're at today, and you're only going to get out of it. You know, I used to be concerned about people coming in at later times like now uh, as to how are they going to get caught up into this thing, and that I'm ministering stuff that, that bless God, that, that in an order in which God has given it to me from the very beginning of ministry here in the United States. And, and bless God, and, and, and finally, the Lord just said, He said, you know, they're going to get out of what, where they're at. Don't, don't be concerned about it. And boy, how true it is. We're going to get out of it where we're at. Well, I'm going to tell you where we're at today. We're at a point today that we're going to have to absolutely guard our hearts. We're going to have to guard what goes, what people speak to us. We're going to have to bless God. We're going to have to guard ourselves into God's Word to such a point and degree. People, see, we're strange. I, I don't know whether you, you know that or not, but if you're going to follow after God, you're going to be strange because the rest of the world is out here looking at us and just shaking their heads going, well, why do they do this? And why do they think they got to do that? And well, that's not, you know, I, I mean, we didn't learn that in the church. Well, again, everybody has to do what they've got to do. And that's what I'm always, I've always told people. That's what I'm always going to tell people. I'm not here to try to coerce you into anything. I'm here to teach you. If you want to learn, I can teach you how to walk upright before the Lord God. I can teach you how to walk in a peace that passes all understanding, that the world will never understand, nor will they ever know. I can teach you to do that. But in order for you to, me to teach you, you have to have a willing and an obedient heart. Yeah, you can you, willingly, you can you volunteer, but you're going to have to get obedient to the things of God. <clears throat> and that's not an easy thing, folks. I'm sorry. Because, you know, the, the grandest thing, and somebody said this to me here just today or yesterday or whatever. I was on the phone, and somebody said to me, he said, you know, it, with our kids, this whole thing's going to be so much different, isn't it? I said, oh, my goodness, yeah, because you see, they're not going to have to come over all the hang-ups, all the baggage that we brought out of the church trying to determine what's God and what isn't God, and praise God for that. Oh, my, you know, I, I, I sit and meditate about all this, and I've said numbers of times that, bless God, you, you, want to talk, you want to talk about something. When your children get a hold of this thing, boy, 
you know, I often talk about there will be children laying hands on the dead, and they'll be, in, they'll be raised in the name of Yeshua. And people just kind of look at me, and they, they you know, well, yeah, well, it doesn't make any difference whether you believe it or you don't believe it. We're going to bring, we're bringing these kids up right. These kids aren't, aren't, aren't again, they're not bringing all this baggage with them of religion. They're learning, and they're learning correctly. And praise God for that. Oh, what a, what a, what a time that, that we have ahead of us for that. So, you just know and you just understand, in order for your family to learn, you're going to have to learn. And it's just got to be. And, you know, if you're one of these people that all you're, all you get done is whine and, all you get done is, well, I just, I don't know, and this, that. I, I'm, I'm here to tell you, without having that demon cast out of you, you're probably not going to make it in this thing, because that's a demon trying to, trying, trying to tell you that God's word isn't the truth. God's word is the truth. There isn't anything else that it has ever been or ever will be the truth besides His word. The, the, the strange part of all this is that I'm taking you back to the covenant. The covenant is being restored once again unto God's people. And, and, and again, that's not taking anything away from your salvation with Christ. Bless God. I, I, again, I, I think the most, the most asked question is, have you given up Jesus to serve the law? Well, what, what a stupid remark that really is. But there again, you know, without knowledge, you're, just, you're going to get stupid. That's all there is to it. And people get that way. But for those of us that bless God that are, get into this thing, bless God, learn to be hearers and doers of His Holy Word. I'm going to tell you something. You'll never regret it. You'll just, you'll just wish like a lot of us wish. You'll just wish I'd have got in it 30 years ago. Well, it may not have been possible to have got in, into 30 years ago, but it is now. God is calling. God is calling you. Those of you that are listening for the first time, God is calling you. He is calling you and trying to set you apart for this time and this hour. God is building an army. This is the first fruits of this great army that's God's uh, uh, building. You know, we have to get everything right in you and in your heart uh, before you can teach others. The multitudes that will come, and they will come, brothers and sisters. It's just a matter of time. Well, until we're with you again... Uh, we're going to close out. I'm going to close out in prayer, which I try to do each and every day. I think I pretty well do. Um, and now, for those of you that need prayer, I want you to, to absolutely to put your hand upon the area of your body that you need the Lord God uh, to, uh, to heal you. Now, those of you need to be delivered when I come to that, and you just speak out of your mouth what it is that you want to be delivered from. You want to, whatever it is, from lying, whatever. Just say, God, I want to be delivered from, in this case, lying, okay? Now, Father, right now, in the name of Yeshua, I pray for each of these that are listening, the Lord God, that need prayer for their bodies, that need to be healed, need to have miracles. And, Lord God, right now, in the, in the mighty name, in the mighty name of Yeshua, I curse the condition of these bodies, and I command, in the name of Yeshua, that they be whole by the stripes that he bore upon the tree that they be whole from the tops of their heads to the bottoms of their feet. And body, you receive the power of God's a miracle as I send it in the anointing to these people. Be whole. Be healed right now Yeshua's name. Now for those who need to be delivered, Lord God, I pray right now and I command those foul, stinking demons to come out in the name of Yeshua and set them free and be gone, you spirits of darkness that have come to steal, kill, and destroy from the people of God. Hey, thank you again so much. That's Prophet Tom Deckard, Mount Carmel, Illinois, Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor, find out what's going on here, and you won't be disappointed. So again, you can also get more, all the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com, and we'll be praying for your prayer request. Again, that's cradle at jewishprophet.com. Shalom. Until next week, remember, with God, all things are possible.
Thank <laughs> you. 